Okay, I'm going to take it off. I'm now recording. Okay, all right. Let's do it, Sigrun. Yep. I'm so excited to have one of my favourite people here on the podcast. And I have to say this just straight up. I am on holiday, in a holiday house, in a bedroom, hold away with possibly quite dodgy internet. But I had to speak to Sigrun. She is... She's, I think it was James Wedmore who called you the international woman of mystery, like James Bond. <laughs> when, when Sigrun is a busy woman helping a lot of people grow online businesses. And I met her two years ago in James's mastermind, in the Inner Circle Mastermind. And I must admit, I was like, who is this woman who keeps wearing red? Why is her name just Sigrun? Does she even have a last name? And it felt like everybody knew who Sigrun was except for me. So of course I had to get to know her and what a woman, one of the most compassionate, caring entrepreneurs who is also one of the most direct people that I know. I have seen her grow her business over the last two years, but in doing so she's growing other people's businesses. She is massively driven by her mission to help women turn their passion into profit and create financial freedom. And she does that through many different programs, but mostly through her 12 month MBA for online entrepreneurs. I mean, of course she thought to do that because she's amazing, which really helps them build their lifestyle business. So today, Sigrun, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me, Lisa. I'm excited too. (laughs) We're going to be talking about this question about why so many online entrepreneurs get stuck in struggle town and can't break that, you know, six figure or 100K ceiling Mm. because I see it a lot. I see, I see people head into online business. I see them bright eyed and bushy tailed. I see them listen to all the podcasts, probably like this one, um, and trying lots of different things and thinking there's a right or wrong way to do things. And, 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 and some of them get some good traction and they start making money, but it kind of, it caps itself. It's like earning over a hundred grand must be harder or they must, need to know more or, you know, that whole needing more information, I think traps people so much of the time, but tell me, I'd love to know from you. I mean, you help women with all sorts of different businesses make money online. And what do you think are the major reasons? Well, I think, well, I think the first one is um, mindset. And the last one, I think, too, <laughs> mindset is the overarching uh, reason why women uh, get stuck. And they get stuck even before they earn the first dollar uh, because mm. they're not willing to put out an offer. And uh, then they get stuck again later because they have a problem raising their prices. And uh, many get stuck on being visible uh, really going on Facebook Live, and they should learn from you, Lisa, how easy it is um, to uh, be on video and be real and raw, which is 
going to be much more successful than trying to create some kind of a facade. And uh, so, yeah, the mindset is a big topic, but that comes actually um, a lot later when you're starting your online business. And I know this from my own experience. I did all the mistakes myself. Um, Mindset is not the first thing on your mind. The first thing on people's mind is like, how do I, how do I do a Facebook live or how do I create Facebook ads or how do I uh, create an online course or how do I launch an online course and all these. And, and they get stuck in the technical, uh, mm-hmm. well, technical jungle. And uh, as you said, listen to a lot of podcasts, sign up for all free challenges and workshop and who knows what. Um, but then there is a lack of execution. Now, I'm a big fan of education. I have four master's degrees myself, and I have done numerous online courses, and I'm in masterminds and all these things, but I always look at the ratio between learning and doing. So I would say 10% learning and and 90% doing. So if you're spending 90% of your time watching and listening, in 10% doing, that could be a big reason why you're not moving forward. It's such a trap. And when I first started, I can remember at ProBlogger in Australia, I, I spoke in 2016. The topic was taking information. And the reason why I was so passionate and still am so passionate about that topic is because I didn't know what I was doing secret. I, uh, but I kept, I kept doing things. I just kept trying, throwing things out there, seeing what worked, what didn't without too much attachment to it being like the biggest, best thing in the world. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that's also how I started and yes, the first 100,000 the, are the hardest one. But what you will learn uh, if you really do it the way you did and I did, I just tried things. Uh, I was getting some uh, emails now uh, towards end of the year and say, oh, I, you know, I still haven't found my business idea. And I'm like, what? You, you have, uh, you know, I was just wondering, people don't dare to try. And the first freebie I put out there I remember this, February 2014, I was like, I need a freebie. Everybody says you need a freebie if you have a own business. So I created a freebie, how to grow organic traffic on your Facebook page. I put it out there, 70 people signed up within a week. And I thought, that's great. I'm growing my email list. And then, oh, this is not what I want to be known for. So I took it away. But I had proven to myself I can create a good freebie that a lot of people want to sign up for, but I also realized I have to get them to sign up for the right reasons. So I took it away again. And, but it was a learning. Like I didn't feel I hadn't made a mistake necessarily. Like, oh, okay, this was not exactly the right freebie, but I had learned so much. I had created four-part videos. I, I had done, uh, you know, all the marketing and no, no paid Facebook ads yet. I didn't know how to do them back then. Uh, but this learning was like, okay. So a month later, I, uh, I finally got a good idea. Well, you know, after trying several things, I was like, I want to help people find their business idea. 
So I created a free challenge, seven-day free challenge. I advertised it in a few groups. I got 134 people signed up. And in seven days, people could find their business idea, and it worked. And then I said, well, this is the one that I want to be known for. So that this later on became a course uh, that I now sell. And now it's actually a bonus to my 12-month MBA program. Because a lot of people, when they join it, they still need to find their business idea. Uh, so I don't sell it standalone. It's just a part of the program now. But today, we're talking about uh, so many years later, this is an integral part of my business. And it was just another try that worked out after maybe two, three tries not working so well. Oh. I don't know if I've lost you there, Sigrid. Can you hear me? Yep. Oh, I think we just lost you for a second there. But I love that you were saying that that was an integral part, of, that is now an integral part of your program. And you would never have known if it, if it wasn't for just having a go. And yeah. so when you talk about, okay, so, I mean, we've kind of just, so you, you were talking about mindset. It's not the first thing, but there does need to be, that uh, I guess when people are starting out and when they're just trying, we can, we can get all jumbled up with whether you need a sidebar on your website or whether you need your buttons to be this color or that color, <laughs> you know, yeah. all those really meaningless things when it comes down to it. If someone feels like they're, they're kind of getting stuck doing those kinds of things or getting stuck with, should I do lead pages or click funnels or whatever, mm. what, what, would you, what would you tell? Do you think, because I think procrastination is a form of fear and yeah. that really we can keep ourselves busy doing all those things for a very long time, but it's really just, keeping us stuck and it's a fear of actually putting an offer out there, even if it's yeah. a freebie. So what would, how would you encourage someone to move past that initial fear? Um, it's, 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 it's little steps, really. It's baby steps because comfort zone doesn't grow in one day or one hour. You get out of your comfort yes. zone or over that fear of putting yourself out there in, in micro steps. I've, I've, I've even had uh, women in my program that were bullied as a child and I was able to kind of give them advice, just little steps. And suddenly they were doing Facebook lives and I was like blown away. So, um, when it's funny, you say like with the click funnels versus lead pages and the button on this side, I remember being in one of those programs where people are constantly asking about which logo to pick. And it was making me crazy because I have never done this. And maybe it helps that I'm a little bit older or maybe that I ran businesses for 10 years before I became an online entrepreneur. But I have never asked in a Facebook group with thousands of people which logo I should pick. I just pick my logo because I know this is not so important. Um, so I think it's about developing a big mindset versus small mindset. And you can Google this or look this up. Uh, small mindset is getting stuck in all these little details and thinking that they are a major brick. A logo, green or blue, is not going to change whether you make money or not in your business. It can be green or blue or purple or, 
you know, square or round, it does not give you more money. Uh, so spending a lot of time in procrastination land on which logo to pick or which technical tool to pick, um, it's not going to change your business. What's going to change your business is having a good business model. And I think people spend the least amount of time doing that, which is one of the biggest reasons they get stuck. So if they could just stop worrying about the logo or the website or how it looks, because, you know, I had a horrible looking website still today as we are uh, doing this podcast interview, I have a self-made homemade podcast, uh, website that I put up in 2015 in two hours with five images. Wow. Get out. Yep. Really? Yeah. So you can build That's a million-dollar business with a homemade website made in two hours, and then I see these people wondering about their logos and their, you know, <laughs> what technical tool. It doesn't really matter. It matters right. that you have a good business model. So what is a business model? It's the way you make money. Uh, it's the way you attract clients. So it's important that you have that you're helping people with something and that there are actually people out there wanting help with this same thing and they're willing to pay for it. Now, yeah. <laughs> they, they need to be willing to pay for it. And ideally, you are targeting an audience you already have access to. This is also another problem. If you have a new business idea like, oh, I don't know, I want to sell this and this and that, and you don't know anyone who needs that or is willing to pay for it, it's going to be a bit harder. It's going to take a bit longer. It's not like it's impossible, but it's much better if you already know your audience. You know how I started my business is that I was just in a Facebook group listening to people. I was just mm -hmm. watching. And I so just saw the questions they asked. Yeah. Yeah. Just watching yeah, people. So, so, yes. Ask their questions. So you were, you were trying to find out what their problems were. Yeah. And then it was so easy. I was like, okay, I can do that. I can do that. And it was more like me deciding what was the scope because you can't be everything for everybody. And, uh, this is a challenge for someone like myself who is good at technology and business strategy. And I can also be a coach in mindset and whatever. So where do I, what, what do I become known for becomes maybe the, the, the second thing, mm -hmm. but watching what people are struggling with is one of the best ways. So if you, if you are still looking for a business idea, if somebody is listening, uh, Amazon reviews also, <laughs> are a good way to figure this out. Uh, forums. Oh. It, doesn't, it doesn't have to be Facebook groups. It can be forums online. Uh, it can be Amazon reviews. Uh, lots of different ways to find what people are struggling with. And you can just literally read it on the internet. And then, and then it becomes about finding those people and then making sure that that product is the thing that they want that meets that need. So it's like the price and the actual product yes. that will fill yes. that for them. Yeah. I think the next, next part, once you've realized actually, okay, I, 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 I want to help people with this. There are people out there that need it. 
all other people out there willing to pay. So that's why I always say to people, don't put up a fancy website or worry about your logo or anything. Just go out there and test out your idea with three test clients. Once you've done it, somebody said, oh, this was very helpful. You get their testimonial. I said, okay, now sell it. And they're like, yeah, do I need to launch? I'm like, no, you're not launching anything. You're just selling three people your solution. And it's so easy. You don't need a website, don't need a Facebook page. You just use your private profile. You tell a friend of a friend what you're doing and whoops, you have three clients. <laughs> and once, once you've had three paying clients, then you can start to think about, okay, what is my one-on-one -on -one program or what is my online course or what is my product? But if you can't sell it to one person with traditional, old-fashioned, non-online businessy methods, you should also, you cannot also put up an online business. Right. So important and such amazing advice because, you know, I, I know people who've been building online programs for over a year before they've even actually sold it. Wow. A year they spend developing the back end of a program that they don't know is going to sell or not. And I, I never, ever do that. I have not sold. I, I, I never create anything before I sell it first. And I yeah, tell all my I, clients to do the same. Yeah. So you create on the fly. Yes. Yeah. And I tell people that. They are signing up maybe for a better program or an inaugural class. I have various different names. So uh, mm -hmm. they know that it's not all ready. Like if they log into the membership site, they will not see a finished course. Or, or it's trip fed. You know, if you create a course that is four modules and you say, well, you get access to one module a week, uh, your audience doesn't necessarily know that you haven't created it all. Um, but you... It is a, it's a, yeah, I, I've had a very sad discussion. Sometimes I've given free coaching sessions away, maybe in, in, in a return for uh, some reviews on my podcast or something. And I have sat down with women like that who have been creating an online course and, and often a very long online course, like three or six months. And I said, well, well, how many clients have you had? And they're like, none. And you just sat down and decided to create an online course out of the blue. Nobody asked for it. Yes. That's not the way to build a business. Mm. And there's yeah. this weird, weird uh, thing that people think an online business is different from a, a regular business, and it's not. So talk about this, Sigrun, because you come from a traditional business background. You have been CEO, you have run businesses. What lessons did you take from that into this? Is it just that they're one and the same or, or what? It's the same thing. It's still a business. You know, you need to earn money. You need to uh, have a profit. You need to pay yourself a salary. You need to hire a team if you want to scale. You need to think about the business model in terms of like, uh, do you want to run a smaller business? Do you want to run a bigger business? Uh, but it's still a business. And unfortunately, people have been sold on the idea that online business is somehow easier, simpler, uh, a different type of business. I got to say, though, that it's, very, it's easier to start online business. But it yes. doesn't change the fact that you should think about you're actually 
you're actually creating a business, like a real business, and it should replace your previous income if you were employed before. Uh, you could scale it as big as you want uh, or keep it as small as you want. And it's possible for anyone, literally anyone, to create an online business. And yes, in that way, it's easier, but you're still creating a business. I love so this easy. saying, yeah. I love oh, this saying. I went to Keith, uh, um, Keith Cunningham is one of Tony Robbins' uh, coaches, or at least, uh, uh, let's say, uh, partners. And I was at a Wealth Mastery 10 years ago, and he had run multiple businesses, this guy. And some had failed, but most of them had succeeded. He was a millionaire. And he said, it's, it's three things, really. Find out what they want, go and get it, and give it to them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and we make it so complicated, Sigrun. And the other thing that I always think about you, I always think about you saying, this is not a hobby, Lisa. This is a business. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah, treat that it like a business. And I think so many of us don't go into it like that. And that's why we get so attached to a particular launch outcome and it being a failure when really, if you're, if you're a business person, you're in it for the long haul, there's going to be highs and lows. There's going to be wins and losses. Everything is a lesson that you can learn to keep taking you to that next level of a business success. Yeah. And, uh, and developing this big mindset that I mentioned before. So a small mindset, we get stuck in the little uh, details about the logos or what tool to use, or even thinking that, uh, you know, that there's competition, there's somebody stealing my ideas or, uh, mm. or worrying about what people think. So they're not going on Facebook live. It's, it's all these negative thoughts and fear that keeps you small. So it's the lizard brain, and it could be something that somebody said in childhood to you, it could be your parents, or, and it's this negative voice in your head that is keeping you small. And a big mindset, on the other hand, starts to have this, you start to have this feeling of like, I don't care what they think, I'm just going to do this. And just before we uh, started to record this uh, podcast, I was telling you that I was doing some changes in my business, and Yes, for maybe a brief moment, I thought about, oh, what will they think? But it, it, I pushed it away right away. Uh, and I made the changes that I felt I needed to change to make to, for my business. And are there people out there talking about, oh, why is he doing that? I'm like, yeah, sure, but I don't care. Because I'm mm -hmm. thinking what's best for me, best for my business, and best for my clients. And it's, it's hard to make change, especially when your business is bigger like mine today. Uh, and it, it, it actually, you need courage to stop doing things. In the beginning, you have to have courage to start new things, but it changes. When your business is bigger, you actually have to have courage to stop doing things. And that's, that's uh, even harder, uh, but it's an internal struggle. And, uh, and then you still do it and you feel like you have grown miles. Oh my gosh, that is so true. And I've got to say, I resonate with that hugely. Uh, well, two things that, you know, we're always being judged because humans are, are judgment making machines. And I always think, and I, I say, 
um, to my clients, I, you know, you're, you're being judged. So what are you going to do? The work you want to do or the work you don't want to do? <laughs> are you going to do it in a way that feels good to you or bad to you? You're being judged either way. So make a choice. And I, that really helps me a lot just to know that we're always being judged. So just do what you want. Um, and then the other thing that you were talking about was when, when we joined the inner circle and, and the first question that James had for us was what do you need to let go of in order to have your breakthrough year in, in 20, um, for me, yeah, it was 2017 back then. And I was like, let go. Don't we need more, more, more. And, uh, and it was a, a, a big, um, headspace shift for me because, I was someone who just, and, you know, still to this day will have to really pull myself back from shiny object syndrome because if there's something I feel that my peeps need, I want to create it for them and I find it very hard to not do that. Uh, But that's why a membership model suits me for my small steppers because I'm always thinking of ideas and it means that platform is one that, is changeable. Things can be added. Things can be removed. We can run little challenges, you know, do all sorts of things. So I can keep my creativity going in there, but the the pulling back and is, is, is a hard one. Yeah, it is. It is. So I, I reduced my programs drastically for 2019. Uh, but I also have the luxury like you, I have a, my 12 month MBA program and I can, do an extra masterclass or have a guest workshop or, you know, add another little course. Like it, in that sense, it's, it's almost like a membership, although it's not a membership, but um, yeah. And then it's, 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 it's our entrepreneurial uh, gene. You know, we, we need the space where we can uh, create new things, but constantly having new programs that you're selling, it's just not going to serve you. I think in the beginning, when you're going for the six figures, yes, create as much as possible. And then decide on one thing you want to be known for. But in the beginning, you can't decide because you haven't had the feedback yet and the testing. Uh, So I needed a lot of testing. And uh, I was trying in my first year of business to go very fast to the online course. And I realized I needed more time. And I had to admit to myself and my audience that I wasn't ready for a big signature online course in my first year of business and I offered one-on-one instead and it was it was perfect looking back it was the perfect journey and that's what I help people go through uh, in my MBA program because the people are trying to shortcut and there isn't a shortcut you have to take it step by step um, and you can you can go quicker through the st- stages or steps uh, but you gotta first find people to work with and work with them and get to know their issues really, really well before you create an online course. If you jump straight away into creating an online course without having talked to, let's say, 10, 20 people and help them, then you are just creating like something out of the blue and you don't know if it will sell or if it really, if you sell it, it might not actually help people do what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. Oh yes. You learn so much. Like, 
I always say the lessons are in the launching and the lessons are in the teaching too, because you get so much feedback from, from people like, you know, especially at the end and you ask for testimonials or feedback on the program. And it so often surprises me what it is that people are getting out of the programs. I just think, Oh, that's the bit that you liked the most. That's the bit that you felt helped you the most. Oh, that's so interesting. I can ramp that up next time. I can add a little bit more of this. Maybe that needs to be a standalone thing. That gives me hints about what I could use as pre-launch material. You know, we just, if we're not in conversation with our clients, then we really have no idea. No. And I was, I was, I really wanted to create a course on launching in my first year of business. It was not that I had so much launch experience, but I, I knew the tools to do it. And I knew if I would create this course, I would also kind of very fast have that launching experience. And, and I think I had a hunch of, of, of me being like becoming a launch nerd who I am today. <laughs> um, and uh, I was trying to skip, you know, I, I want to go straight to the course without having worked with a single person, you know, who had actually paid me to help them. And luckily I caught the curve. One person bought my new course, which I had not created yet. I refunded the person. And then I offered people uh, online breakthrough sessions. And I had already kind of built an online business, yeah, with some uh, small online course and, and one-on-one, one-hour sessions and things like that. And I was doing weekly webinars. So I had like a, a substantial email list. And 90 people, nine zero booked with me. And for three weeks, I did nothing else than talk to people. And wow. I, I got fully booked. Everyone wanted to learn how to launch their programs, but they wanted to work with me one-on-one. They were not interested in the course. And maybe the sales pitch wasn't good, or maybe I didn't have the right modules, whatever it was. I realized as I had these calls, I was like, well, they want to do what I want to do. They want help from me. They just didn't want my offer because I had not really <laughs> asked them what they wanted. And it was fascinating to go through this experience. And I started to work one-on-one, uh, completely sold out for the next six months, uh, made 55000 in 90 days from really low uh, numbers before. Uh, it was crazy. And about nine months later, I announced a group program on launching and that sold out. And then it took me a while until I actually had a signature program. I never, I never created a launch program because I decided to go and create an MBA program and that includes several modules on launching. I wanted to kind of have a holistic approach to online business and not be another launch uh, course out there. Uh, but this journey was what I needed myself as a business owner to get to know my clients. And it, it grows your reputation and your list and everything. So when it came to uh, selling my signature program, uh, my inaugural class, my beta round, I got 50 people right away. Wow. Wow. And can you just Tell me, because there's not, there's, I don't know anyone else who does a 12 month MBA program about creating an online business. You've really 
claimed that space for yourself. But why, after working with all these people, what had you learnt about time, the time that people need, all of the bits and pieces that, that people actually need, and then create it in a 12-month format, especially in a space where a lot of people, as you said, they want the shortcut. But mm. people sign up for Samba, um, Sigrun's online MBA, and then uh, and, and get these amazing results over 12 months. Why did you do the 12-month? Yeah, there are, there are several reasons. First of all, uh, because I had bought one of those launch courses myself, uh, is that you consume the content, but then when you actually go into a launch, you might launch a month later or two months later because you need to prepare or the timing is not right. And then the support of the program is over. Then you have no one to ask a question. Uh, and working one-on-one -on -one with my clients, I realized that they needed also multiple launches to really get the hang of it, to understand how it works. So typically in the first launch, even though they have all the templates from me and know exactly what to do, they tend to think like, oh, I'll do this differently. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, yeah, and, and it's kind of one of my clients said to me, uh, Sigrun, I didn't follow your plan, but I think it's actually good because I realized that I have to follow your plan next time. And I'm like, <laughs> really? <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, I have these templates and plans, how they can launch. And then people go into the first launch and they still, you know, do something. And I, I have a short card or skip something only to realize that they should have followed the plan. But I've, I've realized this is a human nature, like, we can't change it. We, I, cannot, I cannot just like, oh, follow my plan. Like, okay, I'll tell you, follow my plan. Uh, but people will still try to do it their own way. And then they realize, well, I should do it better this way. So they need two, three launches. And two, three launches in a bigger program, that could take a year, could take six months or three months. It depends on the length of the program and how fast people work. So that was one reason. And the other reason was everybody's doing these launches, but then they're spending a lot of money on tools or programs that don't serve them. And uh, there's no profit. There is no sustainable, profitable business that is going to survive years to come and able to provide income for them and their families. And the whole business building piece was just missing. Um, it's almost like, oh, you just want to learn launching and I just want to learn Facebook ads, but oh, business planning and accounting, oh, that's so boring. I'll just not do that. I'm like, okay, then you're just heading for a bankruptcy. Mm. Yeah. So I wanted to teach that both, you know, basically an overall business foundation with the online marketing and uh, nobody was doing that. So, and uh, I have an MBA from London Business School, which is number one business school in Europe. And I was running businesses for 10 years, uh, doing successful turnarounds and startups. And I thought to myself, well, if anybody can do this, then I can. Sigrun, you're such a powerhouse and you're so inspiring. I, and, you know, I, I do think that that, uh, that, that, that real life experience and, you know, being not in your 20s like a lot of the other 
<laughs> like a lot of online business people <laughs> teaching online business, um, which is not bad. I mean, we know some great 20-somethings who are highly strategic and excellent at what they do, but you just have this manner of kind of no BS and I can remember with me sometimes you're like, oh, Lisa, it's just blah, 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 blah. And I'd like to think, no, actually, Sigrun's not, she doesn't know who my audience is. She, she doesn't know who I am. Sure enough, a few months later, I come to the exact same conclusion of what you told me <laughs> before. So I do get, I get that whole um, human nature thing. And also we think our particular niche is, is different to somebody else's or our audience likes things in a particular way. But at the end of the day, there's just some fundamentals about online business. And the sooner you can learn them, the sooner you can put them into practice, start getting stuff out there, the sooner your business will grow. Yep, exactly. There, business is common sense in one way, but if it was completely common sense, why wouldn't everyone be successful? Right. Right. And that's the mindset piece, isn't it? Yeah. And I think you and I are both people who've always invested in the right types of programs, the right types of groups to be a part of, uh, because I, I know I'm playing a game against myself most of the time. And I am the factor that like, I'm the thing that needs the most investment in my business because without me being in the right headspace, without me literally having the right tools, I don't care about click funnels or lead pages. I care about what I am doing when I come up against a, an issue like that. How does my brain um, move through it? How quickly can I move from, from fear into courage? How quickly can I recover when I feel like something didn't go to plan? Uh, how much responsibility am I taking for myself in my business and my business in general, which is just a reflection of me? So that's where I think, you know, once you've got some runs on the board, it does become about that. And, uh, and, and I do think that's what separates the, the, the people who just continue continue to chug away and do small launches you know they, they don't invest in paid advertising or things like that versus the people who have that what you were calling big mindset who and who are playing a, a, a bigger game uh, just shooting the arrow a little bit higher or much higher to just to just see what happens instead of preparing for the worst living for the worst <laughs> um, and, and their mindset kind of matches that. You just basically just keep repeating what, you, what you're thinking. Mm, yeah. And I think big mindset doesn't necessarily mean that you're going for a big business. It's just a big mindset in your life, like uh, thinking that uh, there's enough for everyone. Uh, if somebody takes a piece of the pie, it doesn't mean there's nothing left for you. Uh, basically, abundance. Uh, thinking of your competitor even as a friend, uh, ideas can be stolen, yes, but nobody can steal uh, what's unique about you. So understanding what's really unique about you and making that bigger, uh, building your brand based on that and your reputation. And um, 
a big mindset, you can grow every, I, I, I'm still working on a bigger mindset myself. Uh, you know, being bolder, sharing your opinion. Uh, if you have a strong opinion, you know, don't keep it to yourself. Put it out there. Share it with the world. So true. Uh, and, and, it, and it really is, I, I don't actually even think about competitors because I think mm. if people, and this is, you know, part of the stuff that I teach, if you have a strong story, if people know who you are and what you stand for and you have your own unique voice, then there is no competition. There's just you doing what you do. And the more we can see ourselves as a market of one, then the, the more successful our business is going to be. And then the less we're looking around to see what other people are doing. Um, you yeah. know, keep, your blinkers, keep your blinkers on, do what you do really well, find out what you're doing, how, what you say and, and what you're doing and what you're teaching is different to everybody else out there. And suddenly there is no competition. No, there is no competition. And the funny part is because you mentioned the color red, um, you know, I started to use the color red. I've, it's been my favorite color since I was a child. So it was not something I invented when I started my business. It was just always my color. Uh, but I started to use in my Facebook ads probably around August 2014. And somebody told me, oh, I always know it's your ad when it's red. I'm like, oh. So I kept on using the red. And then uh, my Clients started to call called my community Team Red, hashtag Team Red. They started to wear red clothes to my life events. And somehow I've had to buy more red clothes. I, I didn't have so much red clothes before. I was mostly wearing black. Um, but red was still my favorite color. But <laughs> my audience pushed me into this, which is a good thing. But you know what? Somebody now cannot wear red because it's Sigrun's red, which is so interesting of course everybody anybody can wear red you know it's not like i own the color but when you build a strong brand and your community kind of all associate this color with you they don't really dare to use it if it wasn't their color in the first place yeah yeah absolutely sigrun it has been so fun talking to you can you tell everyone where they need to go right away to be able to look, we're going to have a link in the show notes because you've got your four part workshop available right now. I think um, this is going live on the 7th of uh, or Monday, maybe it's the 8th of January. And, and I want everyone to go and get set for 2019 with you. So tell us a little bit what that, what they'll find in the workshop. Yes. So for the past four, five years, I have run a workshop only for my paying clients and I'm doing an exception. I am now going to open up this workshop for anyone who wants to join us. Uh, it's sigrun.com. Uh, well, you have it in link in the show notes for you. Uh, so it's, it's a workshop. It's actually a three-part workshop. Uh, it's, it's part is two hours. Uh, uh, you can either be there live or see the recording afterwards. So actually the recording will be available. But basically, the uh, workshop is about setting the intention for 2019, which in many cases will be a six-figure uh, business. But for those who are already at six figures, it could be more. Um, the second part is to see the opportunity you have, like really mapping it out, 
the prices and the products and everything. And the last part is the roadmap. It's a step-by-step to see that you actually can do it. So that's a very kind of short explanation of what the three-part training does. It's a live training. uh, And as I said, maybe for depending on time zone and where you're busy, uh, you can also watch the recording. But I've been running this workshop for many years now. Uh, It's the foundation of my business, of my million-dollar business. It's a foundation for my successful clients who have made multiple six figures. They rave about this workshop And now I'm opening it up for everyone. And I really hope you join us because this will set you up for success in 2019. I will be doing it, Sigrun. You know why? Because you can never get enough of this type of thing. All of us need to be, no matter where we are, I think it's just good to be able to go, hang on, what am I doing again? Am I doing it most effectively? Do I still need to be doing this? And in order to get yourself up and running, if you start with the foundations intact, you will run faster, (laughs) quicker than if you faff about And I really wanted you to come onto the podcast and I wanted people to get an experience of you and and hear you that you are like legit in this space. There is no one else like Sigrun and that you really know what you're talking about from a business building perspective, because I don't want, uh, you know, I want the same thing for my community as you want for yours. I have been able to create a business that also, you know, for for the most part, really, and mostly until this year, was selling to mums, selling to consumers, not selling to other business owners, and uh, and still does. That is still the majority of my business income. That has allowed our family like a lot of flexibility now, and you know, it, it supports our family. And I know that a big part of your mission. In, in what you doing, what you do is that you really care about women, especially having financial freedom and setting themselves up, you know, through, through their own business. So everyone should be getting onto this. Um, it, you know, it, it's almost like I'm a school teacher right now saying, go and do your homework, everybody. <laughs> yes. Go and watch Sigrid. Sign up for this workshop because you just won't regret it. I I do this kind of stuff all the time and the start of a new year is perfect. So thank you, Sigrun, for sharing with us today. I, I got a lot of interesting insights and I think it's great to hear people, um, especially who are in the beginning stages, finding out what's really important here and, and finding out from your customer or client, what they actually need, packaging it up and selling it to a few of them and then creating it for them and learning as you go is like the quickest way to, to knowing that you're, that you're onto something, to knowing that, you're, that you maybe were attached to things being a certain way and you need to try something else and, and that you've done that and you've shown how, how quickly you can scale a successful online business. It's been really, really brilliant to hear from you. It's been a pleasure, Lisa, and I cannot wait to see what comes out of your plan. Oh, Sigrid, 
You know me. I've kind of resisted planning, which is why I need things like this. Um, but this is the thing, right? Like you get to a certain point in your in your business where, I mean, yeah, I, I can't move forward now without planning. And if only I had jumped on board earlier, who knows where I would be by now. So that's why I'm really saying to you guys, I know Sigrun, I know how valuable, like this is not fluffy stuff. You're not into fluff, Sigrun, are you? No. You like, no. No, no, no. <laughs> she's, she's like shaking her head going, no, Lisa, how could you even use the word fluff and my name in the same sentence? Um, <laughs> this is real valuable um, uh, material that is going to help you grow your business. So get onto it. Sigrun, thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thanks for being an awesome friend and uh, an inspiration to me. Thank you for having me.